From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It is another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, brought to you by D.L. Evans Bank. This is Community Banking. Brandon Bainey alongside Wayne DeZubak breaking down all the big stories going on in the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conference. Wayne, you've got a nice collared shirt on today. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a shirt I wore when I did the pregame for Fox Sports back in 2007 when Boise State uh, played uh, Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. And so we were down on the sidelines. We had a three-hour pregame show. We did that. And I just threw it on this morning, and I thought, I hadn't seen this for a while. You know, I mean, you know, as sports guys, we if we get shirts, they're usually for free, and we have to wear them until they completely wear out, or it's no good, you know. So that's, that's what I'm doing. So hopefully it looks spiffy. It does. It looks great. So if you want to see, uh, if you want to see Wayne's shirt, you can watch the video of this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page, audio only. You can also get that at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Okay, so you were on the sidelines for that for that Fiesta Bowl in 07. Were you down there for the whole game? Yeah, the whole game. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Where and were we, you? We did a three-hour pregame show. We did a three-hour pregame show and then basically uh, just stayed for the whole game on the sidelines. I went up to the press box at times, came down to the sidelines at times. In fact, when Oklahoma intercepted the pass to go ahead in that ballgame, late in the ballgame, and turn it around, uh, the guy ran about three feet, three yards in front of me. I was on the sideline. He went right by me, and I wanted to trip him, you know, but I I, I knew that that would be the end of my career. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what cost Woody Hayes, the old Ohio yeah, State coach. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to be a Woody Hayes. So anyway, but uh, no, I was down there. And, you know, at times it was kind of funny because when Boise State, you know, did the uh, the the trick plays, I had to kind of walk out onto the field to see it on the big screen down there because you, there were so many people on the sideline. It was a, probably not the best place to see the game. But boy, I tell you, it was the best place to feel the game. It was unbelievable. I bet. And of course, you're still doing work for uh, Boise State football in the year 2021 as well, right? Yeah, and they're not doing as well as they did in 2007 when they won that game, but uh, they're struggling. But uh, they're still a pretty good ball club, and they got the bye week this week, and uh, they play Colorado State next week. So yeah, I'm doing the pregame show for them right now. So it's a lot of fun, but it keeps me busy and keeps me out of trouble. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're entering the busiest time of year yeah. on the high school fall sports calendar, Wayne. We've got state soccer, the final week of the football regular season, district volleyball, district cross country, district swimming, all kind of con- converging, if you will, into this two-week period. So let's. we wanted to start today's uh, prep cast by talking about the state soccer tournaments mm-hmm. that are going to be going on because the Treasure Valley, as always, at the 5A and 4A levels, very well represented. So we've got some uh, some graphics that we'll show here. If you're watching the video, you might want to put uh, the video up on full screen so you can see the bracket more clearly. But let's start with the, the 5A boys soccer yeah. bracket here. And well, you- yeah, yeah, Lake City and Lewis, and they kick it off at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's all at Eagle High School. So it's going to be interesting. They, they've done that a couple of years now where they played at Eagle High School, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's not too far from where you're at, Wayne. So uh, let's let's talk about the first matchup with, with an SIC team. You've got Boise coming in as the number five seed. And this year, the teams were seeded based upon their end of regular season max preps rankings. Right. 
and they will play the fifth seed Thunder Ridge, who uh, had had to rally uh, a bit to uh, win their district. What do you think of this first matchup for Boise? Well, you know, Boise's pretty good. I really like Boise. They had a really good district tournament. They really turned it on. They they you know, they're playing well right now. So I really like it. I don't know much about Thunder Ridge because I obviously haven't seen them. I concentrate on 5A and 4A SIC. But the reality is, is that I like what I've seen. Boise has been a rich tradition in soccer. And so if I had to go down that one looking at the first round, I'd, I'd, I'd lay my money on Boise right now. They're, they're playing pretty well. Yeah, Boise uh, was so battle-tested in the regular season in that 5A SIC. Yeah. Then, then you've got uh, at the bottom half of the bracket here, Wayne, uh, <laughs> it's 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 loaded with SIC teams, including uh, two conference opponents. This is what you get sometimes now with, with the uh, seedings uh, based on your max reps rankings. Bora, the three seed, taking on Rocky Mountain, the six seed. This is an intriguing matchup. What do you think? I think it is, but I think Bora is just a good soccer club right now. They're they're they again like Boise playing very very well right now. I like Bora in this game. Uh, it's at Eagle, you know, so it really doesn't give either one an advantage at all. But uh, I think Bora is playing really well right now. They've got some good soccer players. Uh, Rocky Mountain a little bit down this year from what they have been in the past, you know. But still, doesn't mean that they're not a good team. They are a solid team. They made state. You got to give them that. But I like Bora in that one. Yeah, Bora and Rocky Mountain met once in the regular season. It was back on September 22nd, and Bora won that game two to one. So tight yeah. game, but yeah, and that's it. Always is that way. I mean, that's the point. You know, you get right down to it. You never. You're, it's hard to make that call because these guys are familiar with each other. They know each other. They're not intimidated by each other. They go out there and they just play head to head, and it's usually always physical soccer. Yes, absolutely. The final uh, SIC team uh, to qualify, Timberline, who uh, won the league. Uh, they're the number two seed. They are taking on Madison, the number seven seed. Madison had to to win the consolation game in District 5-6 uh, on Saturday to advance. This, this, to me, is the easiest one to call. I mean, I like Timberline, and I like Timberline pretty heavily. Yeah, Timberline has been good all year long. I mean, they have been dominant all year long. They haven't uh, had any ups or downs. They've been pretty steady, Eddie. So, yeah, I like Timberline of this one against Madison. And the fact that Madison, you know, it's always tough. I don't care where you're from. If you're making the trip, I remember years when the, the tournament was in Pocatello. and you make that trip to Pocatello, it's always tough to go over there when you're the traveling team. So the traveling team always has a little bit of, uh, you know, the underdog role because it's tough to travel. So I think Madison coming over here and playing that game against Timberline. Uh, Timberline again. I go. I agree with you. Timberline's the pick. And and talking about if Timberline gets past that game, they're they're going to play another conference opponent in the semifinals. Whether it's Rocky, they they beat Rocky twice uh, already this year. I think the matchup everybody wants to see is Bora because Bora and Timberline. The one time they played this year, they tied one one. Yeah. And again, anytime these teams play, I've been around it for a long time now, since 1982, I've been in this valley covering this stuff. And anytime the 5A SIC gets together, like I said before, they're not intimidated. They're familiar with each other. They go out there and they play hard. It's a toss up. You can flip a coin on almost any of these uh, when you get to state because all of them are good. They wouldn't be good if they did, you know, they wouldn't be in state if they weren't good. That's right. So I'm telling you, Wayne, for my semifinals here, I like Lake City against Boise. I like Bora against Timberline. And in my championship, I've, I've got Lake City against 
Bora. How about that? I've got really? Bora. I've got Bora knocking out Timberline in the semis, and, and then I think Bora's got a really good chance to to win the five uh, A state title. What what say you? Let's get some picks out here, Wayne. <laughs> you know, I didn't know you were going to want picks in soccer, but uh, yeah, I I kind of like Timberline to go all the way to the end along with Lake City, and uh, I don't know much about Lake City except you know. The, I would have to go a little bit with Timberline. I've liked Timberline all year long. I felt they were good. So I'm going to pick Timberline, taking it all the way. Okay. All right. We're, and we're just having fun here, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, I don't know Lake City. So they could be the best soccer team in the world, you know. They could play in the MLS. I don't know. So I, I don't mean them to get upset if they happen to watch this podcast. But uh, bottom line is that, you know, I know Timberline. I know they're good and they're capable of it. Yeah, Lake City went undefeated. Um, but again, up north, uh, your your opponent's pool is a little shallower in terms of who you can play and things yeah. of that nature. It's like football, playing in the Mountain West or playing in the SEC. You know, you go three and three in the SEC, you know, is that bad or is that pretty good? Because, you know, that's a pretty tough conference. So I feel, I feel the same way about the 5ASIC. There's some good soccer down here and year in and year out. It's proven out that five ASAC teams kind of are right there in the championship or they win it. Yep. Let's move on to the five, a girls bracket. Now, as we look here at the top Highland went undefeated in the regular season, they've got a conference game against Thunder Ridge right off the bat, the eight seed. Uh, here's the interesting one. Number four, Lake city against number five Timberline. I think I actually favor Timberline a little bit in this matchup. They had a nice regular season. Really? They did. You know, the one thing I go on Lake city, I have to go on my past you know, like I've told you before, my son played at the highest levels of soccer. He played for Bora, and I've, I've traveled to Lake City. I've played Lake City. Not me personally, but he has. I've seen them play. They have always been good. They've always been competitive. So Lake City comes in here. I think they're going to give Timberline, you know, all it can handle. I really do. I don't, I'm not saying that they will upset them because they're traveling all the way from up north. So I'll go with Timberline because of the travel situation. But, you know, Lake City, I just got to believe that they're they're pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, Lake City, I, this to me was the toughest one to try yeah. and forecast how it was going to go in the first round. I agree with you. Okay, just like the boys' side, the, the bottom half is is loaded here, Wayne. We've got a four SIC draw here on this bottom half of the bracket. Number six, Eagle against number three, Boise. Number seven, Centennial against number two, Rocky Mountain. Let, let's start with Boise versus Eagle. What do you think? Well, the only thing about it is, I mean, again, these games, by the way, are Rocky Mountain High School. So Eagle be traveling up the hill over to Rocky Mountain. I like Boise. Boise girls have been good all year long. They have been really, really tough. I like them, and I like Rocky Mountain. I really do. Rocky Mountain is just, uh, you know, again, these are two of the best. I really do like what they bring to the table. You know, when you've got the Highland, the number one seed, then you got the two and the three seeds here. I, I'm going to go with the seeded teams right now because that's just how I feel it shakes out. Boise this year defeated Eagle three to one way back in August. So you can't yeah. really chart too much yeah. there. They, and then they tied uh, on September 30th. They tied two, two for Rocky. When they played Centennial this year, they won three, nothing. And that was the only matchup. Centennial was kind of the Cinderella way. And they, they knocked off a couple teams at districts and, and Eagle had to win that state play in match uh, to, to even advance to state. So um the SIC is very well represented, as we said. There, hey, we can at least make this prediction and sound pretty intelligent. Somebody from the SIC <laughs> is going to be playing in the state championship. Seems like you could do that every year, but yeah, I agree 100 with you. So, yeah, I like, I like, uh, I think Highland is is really solid, and I like Highland to go up against Boise. That's kind of where I'm leaning in in my championship picks, and I would say Boise, Rocky in one semi, Highland, Timberline in the other. 
Yeah, I agree 100% with you. I, I can't disagree with that at all. I think it's going to come down to Boise Highland. I, I don't know much about Highland. I'm just going to go, you know, and, uh, you know, to me, it's a toss-up. So I can't really, uh, with an educated guess, say who's going to win that one. So Highland got the number one seed for a reason. They're all yeah, Yes, undefeated regular season. Yeah, so exactly. Yep. I'll go, I'll go with Boise. I'll say, I'll say Boise's got a good tradition. Highland is still kind of a newcomer. This is new territory for Highland. They haven't been at the state level for soccer uh, in a couple of years. So yeah, Boise's move- been there. They, they've been there. They, they know what they're doing there. And from that standpoint, yeah, they would probably have the edge, but Hey, what the heck? I'm just going to say Highland maybe surprise everybody and, and take it all and go undefeated for the whole year. I like it. I, I love it, Wayne. All right. Let's take a look at the 4A boys um, at the top. Number one, Jerome against number eight, Blackfoot. And then I mean, here's another one. SIC matchup right away. Number four, Bishop Kelly. Number five, Caldwell. These two had some awesome regular season matches. It's kind of a bummer they have to play each other in the opening round. I think it's a total bummer that they have to play each other because you're right. They have had awesome matches. Caldwell's got some really good players there. BK has always been a tough uh, team uh, both boys and girls, they've been tough. Uh, so yeah, I don't even know how to call this one. I mean, I think this is going to go down. This one may go to penalty kicks and when it gets to penalty kicks, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's almost kind of like luck. (laughs) Yeah. We we've said it before and we'll say it again. No coach wants it to go to penalty kicks because, and, and here's the other thing, because you talked about it, Wayne, two of the three times they met, they, they tied. Right. So we talk about, uh, in the regular season, BK did get the one win, four to three, but then they tied one to one. And then at districts, they tied as well. And, and Caldwell ended up winning that on penalty kicks. So yeah, and that's kind of where I'm thinking it's headed again. I really, I, again, the familiarity with these players with each other is amazing. And so they go and they know who to match up with and they know how to match up. And so they become really tough and scoring is a premium. I mean, scoring comes at a premium. Uh, you get one or two goals. If you get two goals, you're probably going to win. Yep. I, li- I like Caldwell there. Caldwell's got the confidence yeah. knowing that, hey, we beat these guys just a week ago. So I would take Caldwell there. Um, Jerome, I think, probably wins that pretty easily. Blackfoot really was a sub-500 team, didn't didn't uh, get hot until districts. I like Caldwell knocking out Jerome. I've got mm-hmm. Caldwell in the championship against, uh, I mean, from the bottom, um, I'll say Sandpoint. Sandpoint's had a pretty good season, but the, but the only two SIC teams that are in this draw way and play each other in the first round. So, yeah, and that's right, and that's that's one of the unusual things is usually there's more than that. Just only, I think the big upset already in this bracket is that there's only two five A four four A SIC teams. Yeah, usually you can count on three because somebody exactly. will usually win that play in match. Valley View lost that to Hillcrest. So yeah. uh that that is where things get interesting. But I'll I'll take Caldwell. I kind of like Caldwell as the five seed to win all the way. I've I've been really impressed with, with what they've been able to do this year. That's well, why I'm gonna be a cop out on you because with only two four ASAC teams, I don't know these other guys that well. Right. I like Caldwell. Yes, Caldwell should be in the championship game. Whether they'll win it or not, I don't know because I really don't have any a lot of information on these guys. But and I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that we get to see other teams from you know the state. These are all out at Caldwell. All the games are in Caldwell. And so that also gives Caldwell a little bit of an advantage because they're at Brothers Field out there. So that's kind of cool. Yep. I agree. For that. For them, not the other teams. <laughs> right. The the 4A girls is also going to be at Brothers Park in uh, Caldwell. Uh, and, and right away, the hosts, Caldwell, well, they're not the hosts, but Caldwell, the homeschool See, number eight. You already say it. That's why they get to the, 
That's where the magic comes from. <laughs> That's why they get the edge. They are going to play top seeded Twin Falls. I don't see this going well for Caldwell. Twin Falls is such <laughs> a good, good program, Wayne. Yeah, I agree with you. Number one versus number eight. I, I'm going to go with the seed on that. It's, it, it just always has been that way. It's kind of like a one seed and a 16 seed in the NCAA basketball tournament. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bishop Kelly is the five seed. They're playing the four seed Pocatello. I like Bishop Kelly there pretty convincingly. BK lost to Valley View in the regular season. It was the first time they'd lost a league game in like, I don't know, three years or whatever it was. I think BK is a little bit underseeded in terms of the max preps ranking. And I actually like Bishop Kelly to, to win that matchup against Pocatello and really give Twin Falls a push. I, I don't really know how that semi will go. It's going to be a fantastic matchup, I think. This Pocatello-BK game is going to be the best one, I think, on, on the opening slate on Thursday. No question. It's 11 a.m. at Brothers Park in Caldwell. So that's a good one. If you can make one, that Pocatello-BK match should be a pretty good one. And then you've got Valley View, the sixth seed, taking on Canyon Ridge, the number three seed. And again, I kind of like Valley View in this game. They've already beaten Bishop Kelly this year. Canyon Ridge is a team that, you know, let's be honest, District 4 is a, is a little bit watered down in terms right. of you you get an opportunity to get some wins and really pad your resume in the Max Preps rankings. Valley View had a tougher uh, road to hoe, and so I really like Valley View there. Yeah, I like Valley View too, and I and for the same reasons you just talked about. I mean, you're tougher scheduled, you know, the whole bit. So sometimes the record doesn't indicate how good you are because you're playing some pretty tough teams. Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Twin Falls and uh, Valley View in the championship, and I, I like Twin Falls to win there. But it, it could easily be BK Valley View, Valley View as well, and that would be fantastic to watch, wouldn't it? Well, you you how about Skyview, the, the number two seed? Now you're you're from over that part of the state. I mean, have you heard much about them? Because I haven't. Yeah, so so Skyline's good for sure, but but again, the question is always, what kind of competition did they really get in the, in the regular season? You'll notice that there's not another team from. Skylines district at yeah. state. So I, I always bank on how strong was your competition in the regular season? Valley View to me has got a couple of signature wins this year. And so, but it, it could easily be Skyline too. I okay. Mean, and I said Skyview, I meant Skyline, you right. know, Freudian, Freudian slip on my part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, next next year it'll it'll be Skyview will be back down in those four A ranks. So yeah, 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 I know. I just I was thinking about Skyview because I got them Thursday night in football and they were on my mind. Yes, well, that's a perfect transition, Wayne, because you had Skyview last Thursday as well. Let's talk about really quick some of the games that stood out in football, and then we'll preview what's coming up this week. Uh, in the 5A SIC, you had that Thursday night game between Skyview and Timberline. It ended up being a pretty important uh, Foothills division matchup. Timberline won 38-31. What did you see in that game? You know, I mean, Timber. I just like Timberlines come, you know, just stick stick right to it. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Skyview kept coming after him, you know. But Timberline says, you can't have this. We're coming back at you. And they did a good job. So I like what they did. They're 5-3 and three overall going into this Friday night's game. So I like what Timberline did. And, uh, you know, Skyview's struggling right now. They're, they're struggling against some of the teams. Uh, they, they struggled against that that group of Meridians and Eagles and Rocky Mountains and stuff like that. So they didn't do well there. Uh, Skyview is going to have a face another tough test on Thursday night against the Bora Lions who have, you know, won, you know, bunch in a row now, four in a row since going 0-3 to start. Yeah. So Skyview started the season 4-0. and They have won right. since. They're 4-4 four and four now. So. so it's Thursday night. You got the very same thing. You got Bora 0-3 to start, Skyview 4-0 and to start. And now they're kind of like, okay, now it's for real. Now we can really see who's going to win this thing on Thursday night. So that'll be fun. 
Yeah, let's let's put this graphic up. So so the final week of the regular season now in the SIC, Wayne, because there's 12 teams and there's these two 16 yep. divisions. The final week of the regular season is used for uh, basically pl- playoff play-in games, right? The, the two first-place finishers from each division will play in the SIC championship game. The two sixth-place teams in each division will play each other in a game that doesn't have any bearing on the postseason. It's just a game to finish out the slate. And then you have... The second place team from one division will play the fifth place team from the other and then three versus four. So we've got a nice graphic right here that kind of gives mm-hmm. you an idea of what we're looking at here in, in the final week. Let's let's just start with Timberline and Skyview because those were the teams we were just talking about. I feel like Timberline by winning actually got a tougher draw here, Wayne, as they got to play capital, whereas uh, Skyview gets to play a Bora team that I think they, they match up better with. But what do you think? Yeah, I do think Sky. I think Skyview does match up pretty well with Bora. I think it's going to be interesting to see what Bora can do. They got Parker Rushton. Bora does who, who rushed for 183 yards and one touchdown the other night of the win. And the touchdown that he scored was really the game winner in a 24 to 19 win. Uh, Bora beating Capital uh, in that game. So I like Bora. I like what they've done. I like how they've come. I think the big difference in Bora this year. When they went 0-3 to start the year, now granted, it was against some tough competition, but they were giving up 52 points per game. Since then, they're only giving up about 21 points per game. You know, So they have really turned it around on defense, and it's perceptible. When you watch them play, absolutely perceptible that their defense is so much better. So I like Bora. And what they did with Parker Rushton last week against Capitol is that they just he kept he never got a big breakaway, but he kept getting five, six, eight yards, four yards when they needed it. They have fourth down and three or third down and three, he'd get five. You know, so he kept them going, kept the offense on the field, and they made it happen. So interesting. I think I like Bora in that game against Skyview. It is at Donald Larson Park. So Skyview's gonna have to travel again over to Donald Larson Park, which hasn't been good to them so far. Yep, and that will be the uh, the lone Thursday game on the uh, cross-divisional schedule this week. All the other ones will be on Friday. So that uh, Boris Skyview game, Wayne, uh, we will have on IdahoSports.com, an audio-only broadcast that you will be on the call for. So, yeah, I was I was really impressed with Bora in that in that victory over Capital. I I I'll, I'll admit I thought Capital would win that and win that maybe easier than people thought. It, what what we talked about Bora's defense. What what has been the change? Have you seen? Because you saw Bora early in the season, and you yeah. saw you saw Bora last week. What what has been the defensive change? Well, I saw Bora give up fifty eight points to Mountain View, and Mountain View just was like you know slicing butter with a hot knife. I mean, it was just going right through them, and they stopped that now. They're they, they're putting more pressure on the quarterback. They're coming after people. They're they're really matching up pretty well on what they do. I think a lot of it, and I've always felt this way about football. Football is a mental game. It really is. Uh, you know, if it can be physically physically outmatched, but the reality is that you've got to be mentally matched up every game, and you can only do that for yourself. And Bora has changed their whole attitude about everything. They're now confident they can win, and I think that's the big difference. They're playing with the same people that brought them the first of the season. I mean, they haven't changed. All of a sudden, they haven't gone out and found some crazy guy that all of a sudden was sitting in math class and could play football, and they didn't know about it. Now he started four games in. No, they've got everybody that they started with, and uh, Parker Rushton has just done a great job. He had a four-game stretch where he scored 10 touchdowns, Brandon. I mean, that guy was on fire, and now uh, he what he did the other night was just a steady eddy of four and five and six and seven-yard runs that just killed Capital. Capital also lost their cool. They had two 
unsportsmanlike penalties on one play. And that, that you can't do that. And then a third one, just a little about 20 seconds later. So in the span of about 25 seconds, they had three unsportsmanlike conduct calls against them. In fact, Todd Simmons brought the team over to the sideline and just sat there with them and said, hey, guys, calm down. We can't do this. This is unacceptable. So I think they lost their cool a little bit. And I was surprised because Capital is a great team. And, and I think they just got to regroup and see what they can do, you know, Friday night. Yeah, uh, like I said, I think this sets up kind of bad, actually, for Timberline. You know, they win and should be rewarded, but now you've got a capital team that's hopping mad, refocused, revitalized following that loss. I think Timberline's walking into a buzzsaw here with, with capital. But yeah, that's I, kind of, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I think uh, Capital's going to put it together Friday night. Yeah. The other big game, of course, was uh, the game that decided the Foothills division winner. Rocky Mountain was playing Meridian. Uh, which, you know, we were waiting for this matchup and it, it certainly delivered 24 to 21 Rocky mountain wins. They held off a late Meridian rally, right? Meridian scored with about a minute to go, tried the onside kick, didn't get it. And so Rocky seven and one will play mountain view in the SIC championship game, a rematch of that game. We saw way, way, way back in August. Yep. It was 26, 20 was the final of that one. Mountain view won it. And it was kind of a, uh, what do you call, a payback for last year when Rocky Mountain beat Mountain View and started Mountain View off on an 0-3 road. Uh, so, yeah, Mountain View is 8-0 right now. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. They get to host this game Friday night. I get to call it on IdahoSports.com. That'll be kind of cool. Uh, I'll tell you what, Rocky Mountain's problem this year is that they've had moments of drought on offense. That happened in the third quarter on Friday night where they just couldn't do anything on offense. And they, they just, you know, it seems like all of a sudden the engine just quits and they don't have anything going for them. And that allowed Meridian to get kind of back into it. Actually, not even get back into it, just stay with them. And then, you know, have an opportunity at the end for a rally. So Rocky Mountain, if Rocky Mountain stalls, they have another one of those things where the engine goes dead and they're not on all six, seven, eight cylinders. Is there a car with seven cylinders? I don't think so. It's either six or eight, right? Yeah. Right. Either way, if they don't play on all cylinders, how many ever there are, uh, it, it could be trouble and Mountain View could win this one. But I've seen Mountain View struggle at home too this year. So Yeah, Mountain, Mountain View kind of gets bogged down sometimes too, it seems yeah, like. They so. do. They do the same thing. They have the same problem. Uh, they did it the last game I did with them, and they, they did it against Meridian. If you remember when it was a 14-13 ball game, uh, it was 13-0 Meridian at halftime, and then Mountview won the third quarter 14-0, so they took a 14-13 lead, and that was all the scoring we had. Yeah, so it becomes important because uh, when we talk about this SIC championship game, Mountain View versus Rocky Mountain. Who, whoever wins or whoever loses, both teams will get a first round buy. Right? They will right. receive. They will receive right. first round buys. But the winner will get to host a semifinal game. The loser would potentially have to travel for the semifinals. So there is a lot on the line in this game. There is, and travel's deadly. We know that in Idaho because there's a lot of issues there. If you have to go up north, you could run into snow. If you have to go over the east, you could run into snow. I mean, you could run into snow here in the valley, but, you know, Boise's one of those that, eh, chances are a little bit better that you're going to be okay with the weather, maybe a little rainy, cold rain or whatnot, but it may not be snow. But if you've got to play, you know, so plus if you've got to go and play in Holt Arena, you know, uh, against somebody, yeah, Holt Arena is just, you know, it, it it's a deathbed for some you know, West Southwest teams. It, it really is a tough place to play. 
Yep, I, I agree 100%. So uh, if we look at the last two matchups uh, for this cross-divisional uh, matchup, Meridian ends up taking third in the Foothills division. Eagle wins second place. I'll be honest, Wayne, I, I don't think either one of those teams loses this week. Eagle's going to play CUNA. Meridian's going to play Centennial. CUNA and Centennial this year are combined 3-13. and 13, So. Yeah, Meridian's going to be back on it. No question that I think they'll beat Centennial. Eagle will take you on No question about that. I think the interesting game on here, and I got a shout out to the Owyhee Storm. They play Boise. It's the second week in a row. Owyhee will host it on Friday night, October 22nd. Last Friday night, Owyhee won the game 23-20 to over Boise. Their first win ever as a football program. And excuse the pun, but the students stormed the field. They, uh, they went down there, and they were all excited about it. It was good to see how, how enthusiastic they were after a, you know an 0-7 start to have that first win in the books as a, a new school here in the Valley. But as things would have it, you know, they got to turn it around, and they're going to play it all. They're gonna, it's a do-over. It's like deja vu again, and they're going to do it all over Friday night. We'll see what, what happens there. So congratulations to Waihe. I mean, that's always cool to finally win one. And now, yeah, they've got to go back to Boise again. Uh, I mean, to play to play the Brave again. Yeah, I think that might be one of the most entertaining matchups this week, actually. Uh, among I think it'll problems. be. I think it'll be fun for two one and seven teams. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of intrigue again, so it'll be fun. Yep, for sure. Now uh, there is an outside chance the 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 winners of these of these four games, Eagle, Cuna, Boris, Skyview, Meridian, Centennial, Capital, Timberline. The winners of those four games automatically get the other four spots from district three into the playoffs. The one of the losers will have a chance at that at large bid. There's only one at large bid in five, a, but there's going to be some, some tough competition because districts five and six and one and two could come down to three way tiebreakers because of all the craziness of teams just beating each other. So you're talking about having to compete with Coeur d'Alene or Lewiston or Highland possibly for that at large spot. So honestly, if you want to get in, win your game. Don't yeah. rely on the at-large bid because you're probably not going to get it. I agree. I agree 100%. I think there's too many variables in this situation for anybody from the 5A SIC to get in as an at-large. So, yeah, win your game and don't worry about it. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, let's wrap up with the 4A SIC real quick. We've, we've kind of settled in here, Wayne, right? Emmett won the league title. They clinched it with, with yeah. their victory last week over Columbia. Bishop Kelly clinched second place with a 35-21 to 21 win over Valley View. And then you had this showdown between Middleton and Nampa. What a wild game, Wayne. I got I to gotta admit, you called it. You called this one. You know, Middleton, it's interesting is that at the beginning of the year, I named Nampa one of my dark horse 4A teams, okay? I did that because they were 6-3 and three last year, and I thought they would break through this year. They have Gabe Navarro back at quarterback. They've got some other talented people on that team. And I thought, man, this is going to be their year. And it didn't turn out to be, quote-unquote, their year. But I just felt this was going to be their game. And that's kind of where they came at it. And they were hosting it. Uh, Bulldog Stadium is natural turf, so they're on the grass. It's not the greatest grass. I mean, you know, it's 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 a field that's out there, and they play in it, and Napa's familiar with it. Middleton wasn't. They play on nice artificial surface. So uh, I felt that Napa had had the um, you know had the edge in that one. I didn't know it'd be fifty-two, you know, to fifty. I didn't know that we'd see that many points scored or that it would be that kind of game. But I thought Napa had the edge. So I did pick Napa to win it, and they did, man. So way to go, Bulldogs. 
over a hundred points between the two teams, over a yeah. thousand yards of offense between the two teams as well. So, yeah, pretty impressive at all. And and that and that's Middleton's problem is that they they can't stop anybody, Wayne. They are like a sieve. They 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 are like a dam that's burst. They can't when they need to to get a stop defensively. They can't. I mean, even against Ridgeview and Columbia and teams like that, they were giving up 20, 25 points. They just they don't have the defense. By the way, while you mentioned Ridgeview, don't forget about them. They did beat uh, Caldwell twenty-one to twenty, and that's their first win. So you had two teams going in with no wins. So Ridgeview ends up one and six right now. Well, not ends up, but they're one and six right now. And uh, unfortunately, Caldwell zero and eight. So they're they're kind of working on it, but they're still uh, got to hand it to them. And congratulations to Ridgeview. Uh, yep. for getting that win. Absolutely. So yeah, we, we, we've talked about, I feel like the five, the top five in the SIC are pretty safely in uh, Emmett, Bishop Kelly, Nampa, Middleton, and Valley View. I think Valley View gets an at-large spot to the postseason. Valley View plays Emmett this Friday night. This would be a great opportunity for them to play their way in instead of waiting to, to receive an at-large bid. Um, that's probably the most interesting game. Otherwise, we do have Middleton hosting Columbia on IdahoSports.com. We'll see if Middleton can get that defense shored up before uh, mm -hmm. probably a road playoff game. Um, and otherwise, you know, Bishop Kelly plays Ridgeview and Caldwell plays Napa. So I think we're we're kind of settled in, in the four ASIC. Yeah, it, it looks like it's a pretty it's it's pretty easy to predict who's going to win if things go the way they've gone all year long. Yep, and and Emmett by clinching the uh, district uh, will also get a top five seed into the playoffs. And and depending on the Max Preps rankings, I think they're probably going to finish as the number one or number two overall seed, which means home games through the semifinals, which would be yeah. nice for the Huskies. Oh, absolutely! I mean, Emmett is so tough at home. I mean, that that little town up there just loves their football, and it's uh, it's a small small stand, but I tell you what, the the big crowd makes a lot of noise. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Before we sign off here, Wayne, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and hand out our uh, gold stars for the week. Good. Like uh, it. We'll, we'll hear from our sponsors, DL Evans Bank, right now on the SIC Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Wherever you are, DL Evans Bank is right there to help. From applying for loans to opening new accounts and signing documents, personalized service is just a video call away. This is Bank Live with DL Evans Bank. This is Community Banking. This is the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Wayne DeZubak. All right, at the end of each PrepCast each week, Wayne, we hand out our Gold Stars Award. These are like the, uh, the pride stickers that you would put on the helmet for a college football team. Yeah, and I tell you what, we're both uh, going to go with the same team. And, uh, and I think we're both impressed the same way. And I'm going to let you go first. And uh, as because, you know, I mean, you're kind of hosting this. So you get sure. to go first, yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're uh spoiler alert. We're both going with Nampa Bulldogs because of this incredible 52 to 50 season changing win over Middleton. Uh, it wasn't one until the very end. Lance Hanna, who's uh, been very unheralded in terms of uh, kickers. He, he was the first team uh, all state kicker last year for the 4A classification. Lance Hanna comes out and boots a 49 yard field goal as time expires to give Nampa the 52 to 50 win. So Lance Hanna, kicker for the Nampa Bulldogs, gets my gold star. Oh, yeah, and he should. Kickers are metal cases. Think about it. No time on the clock. He knows it's going to be, a, you know, last second. He makes it. They win. He misses it. You know, he didn't get the win for him. A lot of pressure out there. Although, on the other hand, sometimes when – I don't think people are going to expect you to make a 49-yard field goal, okay? 
on a Friday night when it's probably, you know, 52 degrees, something like that. But he went out there and he did it. So congratulations to him. He made it there. And big win for Napa. They could, you know, right now they're four and four. They could end up five and four. Last year they were six and three. They could go five and four this year. And and how about this? A fun note about Lantana. Last year Napa played Middleton in the first round of the playoffs, and it was another last second field goal by by Lantana that that won the game for Nampa last year in the playoffs. So Middleton's like, we've had enough of this guy. Get yeah, out of here. I was going to say, so Lantana's not going to be on Middleton's Hall of Fame, right? At all. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say. And my uh, gold star is going to go to Gabe Navarro, the quarterback for the Nampa Bulldogs. He completed 17 of 18 passes for 251 yards, just one touchdown. But 17 of 18 passes, when you've got that kind of you know percentage of completion, it's just unbelievable. So Gabe Navarro has been pretty good all year long. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, Napa's got Caldwell this week. They should take care of uh, the Cougars. And uh, like I said, go five and four. And let's see what they can do. I mean, they could be, again, your playoff dark horse. So they're my season dark horse. They could be your playoff dark horse. Yeah, I, th- I think Napa's got a real good shot to uh, to quote unquote upset somebody in the playoffs, no yeah. doubt about it. So, all right, Wayne, we're, we've got one week to go of football. Next week, we'll be able to, to start previewing the state football uh, playoffs. We'll be able to break down state volleyball brackets. Uh, y- you ready to, to make more uh, bold predictions next week? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to do that. Let's not forget cross country. I know yes. that they've got district cross country meet coming up here at uh, Eagle Island on Thursday of this week. So they've got that going. So we'll be into state for them. So we'll have a better idea. And like you say, volleyball uh, coming up, we'll see uh, Skyview just with a tremendous team this year. Uh, we'll have a better idea where they're going, what they're going to do, what their situation is. So looking forward to, it. we're going to be switching gears a little bit, a little less football, a little bit more of the other sports, but uh, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, swimming will be uh, gearing up as well. I know Boise is hosting state swimming this year, and uh, because of COVID-19 regulations and restrictions uh, in the city of Boise, uh, I believe they're hosting it at the YMCA, and, and so spectators will not be allowed to, to come watch, which is a bummer for, for those oh. parents and fans. Yeah, it really is, but you know, it's a tight area. Those pools, you know, you don't have much room to spread out, not like a football field, so yeah, I can understand what they're doing there. Yep. So, all right. Plenty to talk about uh, this weekend and into next week as well. And we'll, we'll be back to recap it all for you again next week on another edition of the SIC PrepCast. Thanks for listening slash watching. For Wayne DeZubak, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.